0: Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of It's Not Easy. I'm Joanna. And I'm Marissa. And today we just wrapped up a day of dance and a busy weekend. Honestly. honestly. Such a busy weekend. I don't know where the weekend went. Yeah, it
1: was one of those like just busy because we had a lot of like little things going on that
0: mm-hmm. just really filled the weekend. But all good things. So yeah. it was a fun weekend, yeah. but a busy one. Um back to work tomorrow so that'll I am be dreading it me too <laughs> when am I not I'm just I know it's Mondays just, are just Mondays you know. are just rough but that's okay um but anyway so today we found a reddit thread yes called petty revenge so Love. we are gonna read and react
1: to a couple of stories of you know getting the context and getting the petty revenge outcome so we're gonna see the cause and effect and give you our reaction so we'll just go back and forth and should be fun it's gonna be great Alrighty. so the first one is called apparently booking a seat on a train is not a real booking if someone else decides to sit there this person says i was traveling from edinburgh to london by train and had a booked window seat with a table i got on the train to find four guys sitting at the table the one in my seat that was clearly marked as booked refused to move as he was with his friends and the train was packed the ticket collector passed and i asked him to help he asked the guy to move but he refused and somehow that was that so what now i asked And I guess the train guy said, You can find another seat, but I have no power to move him. Only the police can move him, and they will not turn up just to move someone out of a seat. There were no seats free in the carriage, and probably not many free on the train, so standing to London was a possibility. Standing the whole way? I'm going to take a seat in first class. Better surroundings, power sockets, and free tea, and coffee. And then the guy said, you can't sit there. You don't have a booking. And he said, well, you could call the police to move me, but apparently they won't turn out to move someone out of a seat. He said, I had a lovely trip with power for my laptop and a wide comfy seat. Wow. That's That's funny. crazy.
0: Like, I just, I feel like on an airplane, if you're in the wrong seat, they move you. So I would yeah. think that it would be the same on a train.
1: Right. And it's one of those things, like, even on a plane... If they were just like, that's not your seat, like, technically, yeah. They're not going to physically move you out of it, Yeah. but, like, everyone will be a hater to you. Yeah. So, like, get up and yeah. get out. I that's also funny, though, that he's making imagine. it, like, the man's problem. I'm like, he's
0: probably just like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, literally. Wow. Which is fair enough, but. That's wild. I'm glad that she had a good seat, though, and that she didn't have to stand. Yeah, that would be horrible. No, I physically would be, like, gnome. I'll lay in the middle of this train. Yeah. That's so funny.
1: Wow. Speaking of which, though, this is a sidebar, but have you always seen, like, the discourse of people who pay for like a specific seat on a flight and then somebody's like hi do you mind switching so i can like sit with my family and Mm -hmm. it'll be like a way worse seat and like the last round they're like no and then they're like well you're like so rude for not switching so i can sit with my family and they're like that's not my problem like how do you feel about those because i'm like why would that be that
0: person's problem i have a really strong opinion on this and it's because for a while i was traveling for work and i'm a very Mm -hmm. specific like traveler like i really like alone yeah especially alone i um. always want a, an aisle seat because I just, like, want that extra breathing room. Yeah. And so I don't really care, like, who you are or whatnot. I'm not moving yeah. randomly just to go to a different seat. Like, I'm not going to get stuck on, like, some middle seat just no. because you want to go sit with your peepaw. Like, it's not your happening. <laughs> it's not happening. It's not happening. And it's like, yeah. you know, I know some people are like... Well, if it's, um, a family and they have kids and they have so to what? all spread apart. I'm like, listen, like there's priority booking for families or yeah. you can go and Priority like, boarding. Priority boarding. Literally right after, like on Southwest, for instance. Yeah. There's, um, right after all of the A's and like A-list preferred people mm-hmm. board, which is literally and, like, like- service members and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Which is like barely anybody on the flight, they let families board. And honestly, if you're a family, you just go to the back of the plane and like set up shop in like a row. that's what like you know you're supposed to do that's what it's for and so it's like if you're not taking advantage of that it's Mm -hmm. not anybody's problem i was flying back from fort lauderdale and this was in february i think and i was in like the end of a i think i was like a 40 something or something like that and um this girl who looked to be about 12 had like two little kids with her yeah like maybe like Four and six. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I was just kinda like looking at this situation, I'm like, is she alone with these two kids? Like just trying to understand the vibes. Yeah. And they were like so confused with what they were doing. And then she like finally looked at her boarding pass and like they all had C boarding group. Mm-hmm. Like the three kids. And then like in walks like the mom and like other people. Okay. And they were like, Oh, is this like the C boarding group area? I was like, No, this is A, like you know, um, they'll call, like, each group. And she was like, yeah, we're C. What does that mean? And I was like, oh, like, it's the last boarding group. But I was like, I think they have family boarding, like, after this. And she was like, do they? She was like, so, announce con- it she so, was like yeah. so confused about it. And I was like, yeah, like, you should all be able to board together because you have, like, a kid right. under i think it's like under five
1: also like if you have a kid in a different boarding group like they just go on with you yeah like, that's
0: just how it, like that's fine but, but they were just so like blown away by that she was like so confused and so it's like southwest is open seating so like that makes sense that they do that but like yeah. everything else like you, you get a seat, a seat. You, you or you get a seat yeah. typically it's like you know if you're flying spirit or frontier or something that they just assign you a seat and you don't right. actually select it then like Maybe don't fly that or pay the $18 to upgrade so you can select the seat. That's what I'm saying. But it's just like, otherwise you're going to run that risk and I'm not moving. Also,
1: I feel like they do a really good job of like keeping parties together because I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, when we went to New York together, we bought separate tickets or did we buy them together? We bought them together. Okay, cool. But it's, like, even then, like, we don't have the same last name or anything, yeah. and we were booked together on both
0: of our flights. Yeah. Also, like, I think about when I've flown, like, Spirit with, like, yeah. Lindsay, when sometimes we'd go down and visit Katie, and we would always just, you know, fly Spirit because it was so much cheaper. Yeah. They would always let us sit together. And, exactly. like, again, like, technically, because we didn't pay the $18 upgrade or whatever it might be It's not now, guaranteed. It's not guaranteed, but we always sat together.
1: Yeah, and if not, it's, like, it's a short flight, but I just always
0: anyway this was such a sidebar but i always
1: see those videos of people like i cannot believe this this horrid woman this hag would not switch with me so i could sit with my poopa and my meme. Literally, like, i'm like what do you mean like that's not their problem especially when they're like i was stuck in the last row of the plane and this hor- horrid woman wouldn't let me sit with my family i'm like that's not her problem
0: yeah especially if it's another adult like i don't know yeah um, I watched it happen. Oh
1: my God. That's <laughs> One time
0: I was, um, I was flying back from Colorado in okay. January and I was with like a bunch of my coworkers, like my whole team went. Uh-huh. And so we all were like, see ya. And like going to get like our seats. Cause we were all going to sit together. Yeah. I was sitting like two rows behind and this girl was like hi um do you mind like moving over like her boyfriend i think got like an aisle seat and she wanted the an aisle seat right across from him but only across from him was a win- or a middle seat mm. and she asked this guy on the aisle like hey will you move over so i can sit here and like be just right across from him and the guy was like no and she yeah, was like why would you take a middle seat literally she was like flabbergasted by it i'm like girl you sit in the middle seat or go sit next to your husband in the middle seat that's open Or boyfriend or whatever it was. It was so it was so weird. I just like I don't know.
1: There, if you approach it in a really nice way, or like the seat you're offering the person is like significantly better. Like if it was someone in a middle seat between your two kids, and you're like, "Hi, I'll sit here," and if you want this aisle seat right across, yeah, that's fine. And if they say no, they say no. But it's like you can't offer them a worse seat, and then. I don't know, and just, I feel like some people will, like, purposefully sit in the wrong seat, just, like, hoping someone will be, Mm -hmm. like, passive and not care, but, like, that's happened to me before, where, like, I know what seat I have, and, like, you can see, like, there's little diagrams that Mm -hmm. say, it shows where the window is, and, like, which seat is which, like, on a Delta flight, and if I'm, like, supposed to be in the aisle, like, people, whoever else is in my row will just, like, sit in the aisle, and I'm, like, hi, that's my seat, Mm -hmm. and, like, most of the time, they just move, but I'm, like, do you... The expectation should not be that your flight is just, like, empty know. and you can sit wherever you want. If that ends up being the case, great, but, like, you need to sit in your actual seat. Right. I don't know. It's just, like, weird to me it's when people so, do that.
0: It's so funny. Um, I had this guy. I was flying back from, I think, Florida at one point. It was a Delta flight or something, mm-hmm. so you had an assigned seat. And I had the window and he had the middle seat Yeah. and he's like sitting next to me and like the flight was pretty empty and he looks over and he was like, Hey, um, if nobody sits in the aisle, I'm going to move to the aisle, but it's like, not you. I'm just trying to give us more space. You're like, no, that's slight. I was like, no, like seriously, please do. But he was like apologizing for, I'm like, I, but that's kind of him him to be like, like, I promise I'm not trying to get away from you, but like, I'm sure
1: we would both prefer this to be an open
0: seat. Literally. It was so funny though. I was like, okay. I could have a million
1: plane stories. Like, I know we should do another like airports or plane oh episodes because that that tangent took us pretty far. But I I suddenly thought of that and was like, I think we need to discuss. Yeah. So I feel like this is decent, or if you just want to scroll through some, this one. Yeah, it's like not super long.
0: Okay. Um, entitled Parker parked in my driveway, so I blocked them in and got drunk all weekend.
1: That's kind of a serve. <laughs> okay.
0: Friday night, I came home from work to find someone on our block was having a he- a large party, and someone decided they were entitled to park in my driveway. Keep in mind, my driveway is a single car width lined with a re- retaining wall on both sides and a garage at the end. Essentially impossible for a tow truck to come pull them out without property damage. Seeing this and the lack of street parking, I took this as a cue to park right behind them in my driveway. Now a few hours go by and their entitled Parker is now knocking on my door demanding I move my car so she can leave. Seeing as they were demanding, I informed them that I had been drinking and would not move my car. The entitled Parker then decides to call the police to get them to force me to move. When the police knocked on my door, I was sure to grab a beer from the fridge before I answered to talk to the officer. I'd informed him that after I got home, I was unwinding and had been drinking and was in no shape to drive. At this point, their hands were tied because they couldn't tow her car out. I'm in no shape to drive, and I'm legally parked in my driveway. I ended up telling the entitled parker that since it is a long weekend, I would be on a weekend-long bender, and they could come They could <laughs> come move my car after I go to work on Tuesday. That is so funny.
1: Okay, the long weekend is a stretch, but I kind of understand that because that's how my driveway was in college. Yeah. It was at least my junior year house. It was, like, we had a stacked driveway, Mm -hmm. and two of the four of us had cars. So her and I, obviously, like, we were really good about, like, switching cars when we needed to. It's, like, it just happens. Like, that's where we parked. Yeah. No big deal. Um, But one time, I had decided for dance that day, like, I was going to drive. So, obviously, I left later because I didn't leave enough room to walk there. Yeah. And because I was, like, yeah, I'm going to take my car. So I go outside because I knew my car was in the back. Like, I had already settled it with my roommate. And... There's a random car in the driveway behind me. No driver in sight. The car's off. I have no idea whose car this is. It wasn't anyone at my house. And I was like, I can't get out. Yeah. Unless I like, because like there would be other cars street parked or I would have like gone on the lawn. because who cares? Yeah. But it's like, I literally was trapped. I had no idea whose car it was.
0: That's so annoying. And it wasn't
1: like a delivery driver because normally they would like leave it on and like run out. Yeah. So I was just like, I waited for a couple minutes and I was just like, I don't know what to do. So then I eventually walked, and I think I, like, literally sprinted there and, like, still made it on time. But I was so stressed because I was just, like, what do
0: you mean? Like, I can't get out, and I do not know who this is. That is literally so infuriating just yeah. because it's such an inconvenience, and it's, like, they convenienced themselves only to inconvenience other people.
1: I know. You know? And I was just, like, I don't know how long that car ended up being there for, but it's, like, even if they thought that was, like, a quick little park and yeah. it was an emergency, like... Just park on the road with your hazards on and do what you need to do because there was still room on the road for
0: people to like go around if they had to stop. Yeah. But I was just like, come on. That's so annoying. It was horrible. But yeah. I feel that like at my current apartment, because I am right by the main building, yeah. um, a lot of people will like pull their U-hauls up and block me in. This literally happened oh my to me yesterday. God. And I pull like I rolled down to my um car and I was already kind of like on a pretty tight schedule and I was going yeah. to babysit my niece and nephew. And I had to be there at 4.30 and it's like 25 minutes away. It was like 4 o'clock. I'm like trying to leave and this mm-hmm. U-Haul was blocking me in. And there was nobody in sight. Nothing even in the U-Haul. So I didn't know if people were moving in or moving out. Taking my street time. Yeah. And I'm like just Jeez. looking around like what is going on. There's nobody at this U-Haul. Like you're just blocking in like five cars That's right horrible. there. Horrible. Mean, and I feel
1: like you, they could have turned.
0: To into that like little loading bay yes why don't they do that it doesn't make any sense but this has happened multiple times and it's always freaking u-haul and so finally after a few minutes i found somebody and he was like oh i'm sorry i didn't realize i was blocking you in i'm like you're blocking like five people in like what do you mean that's horrible that happened with the mail
1: truck that one time he was in your spot do you remember that we had to circle on for like 25
0: minutes yeah and like my apartment complex is like really particular about parking like yeah. there's always somebody circling like giving people tickets or you telling have people, to park in your spot you have to park in your spot and so I'm like what am I supposed to do because like I think we had to run up and like grab something from my apartment and then we were gonna leave again we had to be somewhere we did we had yeah. to like be somewhere but like we had to park to go in for a minute yeah. or something it's
1: so annoying. and there was no guest parking or you were like but they ticket people who have a yeah. pass but park in guest parking so it was just, like, so stressful. And then I think you, like, called the apartment. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, we'll try. And then the mailman was just trying to be like, you you got me in trouble, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, okay, well, like, you're not supposed to park there. I
0: know. First of all, the mail truck, like, always usually just rolls up and, like, doesn't park in a spot. But parks, like, almost on the sidewalk where there's, like, not, they're not blocking anybody Right, which is, in. like,
1: why didn't they just do yeah, that? They that's just what you're supposed to, to do. do like, they're numbered.
0: Literally. I don't know. That was So annoying. So annoying. This is turning into, like, a story time with all of these, which is fun. Parking gives me anxiety, though. Like, I I already have, like, parking anxiety majorly. And Mm -hmm. so when I can't, when I'm, like, expecting one situation and it flips to be something different, it stresses me out. For sure. Trying to find a good one but yeah that's crazy that they're just
1: like nope i'm blocking you in that's I like know. honestly really
0: savage and then finally they came out and i talked to the guy and he was just like oh, i didn't realize i was blocking you in sorry i'm like what do you mean <laughs> and then all they had in their u-haul was a mattress please you can fit that in any suv it's <laughs> like what put the seats down in your suv or your or your mom's suv
1: yeah like oh my god okay this is a short one the title is dyed my hair blue. So my boss would stop blaming me for hair and customers food. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they said I used to work for a sandwich shop. All the other employees there uh, were women with very long black hair. Mine was sort of similar. I suppose question mark medium length and Brown. But every time a customer would complain about a long black hair in the food, my boss would immediately blame me without any hesitation or investigation. Despite the fact that I was the only person who wore my hair up and netted. So one day I dyed my hair blue with the sole purpose of not being blamed for black hair being in the food. You guessed it. It happened. And how huffy and annoyed my boss got when I said it couldn't be my hair because mine is blue was beyond amusing.
0: That's so funny. That's just like... It's not even petty. It's just funny. It's also just like hair and food is so gross but I know like clearly they just had a personal problem with her because yeah. if everybody else wasn't even following the rules of having their hair up they like, said what do you don't mean? care yeah <laughs> ew <laughs> that's so gross alright scroll through
1: yeah that one that's just fine. I guess it is kind of petty
0: but this know. is that's long wild. but I feel like it's gonna be juicy <laughs> okay love um ruin my wedding to propose I'll ruin your proposal period <laughs> I thirty five male have a young brother Todd in quotes okay so probably a name change yeah twenty nine male who had a complicated birth and had to stay a month in the ICU and because of that that I think it's setting the scene and because of that my parents have always dotted on him and almost denied him nothing even if it was to the detriment of my sister Abby thirty two female and I my brother drinks in on my brother drinks in on the attention and has. What does that mean? This is so weirdly written, but you're I know good. my brother drinks in on the attention and has on, on more than one occasion made himself the center of attention at either my, my sister or a cousin's special event. So he's just one of those because mm-hmm. of this, Abby and I have strained relationship with Todd and our parents. Unfortunately, Todd met and fell in love with Lucy 24 female who announced her own pregnancy at the baby shower. My mom held for Abby. Oh no, no bestie. When no I, Abby, no Abby girl. Um, or no, Lucy. Oh yeah, no Lucy. No Lucy. When I proposed to my wife, Michelle, 30 female, I just wanted to elope, but she really wanted her family to be there, so I invited my family out of obligation. <laughs> <laughs> at, that's funny. While well, our best man, Jim, 35 male, noticed a receipt from a jewelry store slipped out of Todd's pocket. Jim confronted Todd about this, which led to an argument. Jim told me everything, and I told Todd that he was no longer going to be a groomsman because I knew he was going to propose at my wedding. Todd <laughs> cried to our parents, and which led to a blowout. In my parents' eyes, since Todd never admitted that he was going to propose to Lucy at my wedding, I was unfairly judging him. I refused and brought up Todd's past behavior. My parents couldn't refute this and got Todd to agree to not try anything at my wedding. This wasn't enough to convince me to let him be a groomsman, but I warned, warned him that If, as a guest, he'd try anything, as a guest, so he is a guest now, (laughs) he'd try anything, I would make him regret it. Fast forward. Okay, love that. Fast forward to the wedding, and surprise, surprise, Todd walked over to Lucy and proposed to her during Michelle's father daughter dance and did it in a way so that everyone would notice. Cue my revenge. Jim and I hired a woman to pretend to be Todd's side piece who cornered (gasps) Todd and Lucy and claimed that she was pregnant with his baby. Todd denied this, but when she called his phone, I gave her his number and and messed with Todd's phone to incriminate him. I didn't look good. Lucy threw the ring back at Todd and left in tears. That's so bad. When Todd saw the smile on my face, he knew that it was me and I didn't respond to a single call text from him or my parents until after the honeymoon. Lucy had thrown Todd's stuff out and, was, and has been denying access to their kid. Whoa. Oh, yeah, they had a kid. Okay. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Todd is furious and is demanding that I clear his name. I sent him a text saying that I had no idea what he was talking about, as well as a screenshot of a bill for the wedding and gave a vague message demanding reimbursement for half of the wedding costs. Michelle knew the whole time what I was planning and gave me the green light after Todd ruined her moment with her dad, so I felt pretty good, but now even Abby thinks I went too far. I mean, I do think that was too far. That's definitely too much if they, like, have a kid and he, like, ruined. Yeah. Like, that's, like, bad for the kid. That's bad for the kid at the end of the day.
1: It's savage and, like, a a television show way but like those are like real people if this is actually like a very true story then that's kind of like messed up
0: yeah it is messed up i'm all for like ruining the proposal yeah because that's messed up that they did it at the wedding like but then admit it after and be like you did exactly what
1: i asked you not to do
0: or do it in like a less crazy way of ruining the proposal (laughs) um i don't know i mean that's just like the number one rule is mm-hmm. like you do not propose at a wedding. You don't announce your no. your pregnancy at somebody else's baby shower, etc. Like that's their moment, and you can have your own. Mm-hmm. Like unless that person finds out and wants you to, yeah, which, which is like, rare. But
1: it depends on the situation. But yeah. it's like they have to specifically tell you to, or but just in general, don't.
0: Yeah, I like. The thing is, I don't think there's anybody that I would allow getting proposed to at my own wedding. No, it's wild. Because I like being the center of attention. And so I want that day to be around me. You know what I mean? And, like, I would be entitled to that, as would anybody else getting married. Yeah. But it's just funny. I don't know. That is That's crazy to me. Okay, I think
1: I found another parking one, but
0: I'm trying to get a little something different. The parking drama today.
1: Let me see. There's always so many ads on here. And I'm like, who do you think you are? But okay. Okay. An HOA story that is way too long. Okay. This looks, the title has me intrigued as to what this story could even be. But it says, I took away all the, quote, towel seat reservations at the resort. Okay. Okay. I don't know what this is going to mean. So they say, I was on holidays, which is just like how British people say vacation. (laughs) I always find that so funny, but it's like when I say it, it like feels like I'm saying a sentence incorrectly. But yeah. they were on holiday at an all-inclusive resort. First day, we couldn't find any lounge chairs by the beach or by the sea. By the sea. Fair enough. We arrived in the afternoon. Next day, we go to find a spot. But most of the spots were taken, quote, by towels. We find an empty seat, and to our surprise, many of the chairs stay reserved almost the whole day and never get used. Third day, we decide to take some towels off two loungers and enjoy our day. Four in parentheses two exclamation points hours in, an older couple shows up that they had towels there and kick us off with the help from an attendant that pissed me off. So, the every following day I went to take the towels off of every unattended lounger after breakfast and then went to watch the chaos from my balcony. Many, many people complained and by the end of the week there was a sign that unattended towels would be removed. Success. Not them changing hotel policy. That's iconic. I think that's fair. Like, I see both sides because I feel like when it's you and you're like trying to reserve a seat it's, mm-hmm. like, very convenient. But also, if you're, like, reserving a seat for, like, five hours later, like, Literally. no. That's, like, you put your towel down and then you go grab your sunscreen. Like, yeah. that's, like, you're coming right back. Yeah. Or, or there's you just like, send, one, you send the man down who's, like, I don't need to do my hair in a ponytail or something. Like, yeah. send somebody to go claim the seats and yeah. sit there. Yep. But someone has to be with them, in my opinion.
0: I know. It's so annoying. I actually remember when I went to an all-inclusive a few years ago they had like a policy i'm pretty sure that you like couldn't just reserve with towels because that's That's so annoying like yeah
1: i just feel like i think it's fine to save with towels if you have someone there with them but like to just like put towels there and leave for five hours like that's crazy yeah no the way i would also just be like i didn't see a towel here like it could have been anyone that took them off and then like they just sat down you know what i mean yeah I don't
0: know. That's wild. That's so funny. She went to the balcony to watch her.
1: That's so funny. And then they changed the resort policy. That's hilarious.
0: Sister-in-law insulted my kids, so I exposed her lies. (laughs) Please. Sister-in-law is the kind of mom that always has to one-up other kids. She constantly Mm. talks about how her kids are smarter, taller, faster, etc. than her friend's kids. She literally bragged about them peeing more than her friend's kids when they were babies. LOL. Ew. Ew. It was worse when my husband and I had our twins. Suddenly, everything was a competition that her kids, of course, always won. One of my kids rolled over at four months. Her son had rolled over when he was just a week old. The twins both took their first steps around 13 months. Her daughter was running at four months. She didn't actually start walking until around 16 months. is in parentheses. She even changed the weight of her kids' birth weights, which makes them both heavier than the current heaviest newborn in America. So she's crazy. It's so weird that she feels the need to tell everyone such obvious lies, especially to people who know she's lying because they were there when her kids were small. I got annoyed when she went from lying about her own kids to telling me there is something wrong with mine. The girls are a few months shy of two, and they're both healthy, on track, and hitting their milestones. Sister-in-law has become obsessed with the idea that there is something wrong with them because they're not speaking in long sentences. Of course they're not. They're not even two. They're both developmentally developmentally on track, but she insists that her children were speaking in five to six word phrases by 18 months. Spoiler, they were not. (laughs) Honestly, her son is almost seven and I can still barely understand a word the kid says. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) My husband and I ignored her, but she took it too far when I got a call from her friend who works in early intervention, who was under the impression I was very concerned about my children. We talked and her friend confirmed that yes, they're on track and no, there's nothing to worry about. I finally lost my patience. Hey, her kids are breaking almost every record there is, and that should be celebrated with a bunch of exclamation marks. We had dinner with my husband's family on Saturday. Kids were in another room, and I decided it was the perfect time to give her my gift, a booklet I had printed and laminated called The White Claw Book of World Records. I printed all the supposed milestones of her kids, completed with photos and info of the actual world record holders, now that they had been pushed to second place she flipped through the first couple of pages went beat red and called me an asshole her husband took it from her and got through the first page before laughing hysterically and asking her why the hell she was still lying why she was still lying apparently it was not the first time they would talked about her lying about their kids she stormed out but texted me later that night and asked why i'd humiliate her when all she'd ever tried to do was help me get my kids and help And the help they needed but if that was how i wanted to treat her then she'd stop so i guess it's a win for me that's That's funny i love that though like some people some people are just crazy especially about their kids and so sometimes they just need to be put in their place you know honestly i feel like what she did is slay yeah i think that's slay i love that she took the time to like make a world record book Mm
1: -hmm. that's what's funny is like it's not like this woman was saying like it's almost like she went so far beyond even being a one upper. Like this mm-hmm. person who wrote was saying, like, oh, my kids were walking at eighteen months or whatever. It's not like she was like, Well, mine were walking at sixteen. Yeah. She's like, No, mine was walking at four months. Yeah. Like running, what do you mean? Running up. Yeah, points. exactly. I'm like, like, What? But it's like funny that it was so bad still that she had to be like, I just need you to realise how crazy you are because mm-hmm. no one would believe that. No it's like, that's crazy.
0: A literally crazy behavior. That's funny. Wow. Well. Should we do like one more each? Yeah, let's do it. This seems like some
1: tea. Okay. Airbnb hosts left me an unfair review and it cost them hundreds. It's like semi long, but not super. Okay, love. Okay. I recently attended a friend's wedding a few hours away from home, and the girlfriend and I decided to get an Airbnb so she could bring her dog. We found a nice place that allowed pets, took off early from work, and arrived Friday late afternoon. About 30 minutes later, the owner shows up to see how we're doing while we have the dog on the porch. We make some small talk, and he mentions that we didn't indicate we were bringing a dog. I felt bad, as it was an honest mistake, and I'd never lie to someone to get out of paying the pet fee. We tell him that and offer to pay the $25 fee on the spot. He refuses to take the money and says that he loves dogs and eventually heads out. Okay. Okay. We don't think too much else about it, but when we leave, we decided to give the place a much more thorough cleaning than was in the instructions. The dog didn't chew any furniture or leave any other damage or mess, at least that we didn't clean up in our minds the trip was a success and the airbnb was a great fit i got the email from them to leave a review and left a five-star review and said the house and owner were great but then i saw his review of me in a private message where he blasted me for not telling him that i was bringing a dog how dogs causes how dogs cause them so much more work and how we shouldn't leave dogs alone in the house. This didn't sit well with me at all since I thought we had handled this person to person when he came by on the first day. I was and still am happy to pay for the pet fee and there was no indication anywhere on the posting that we couldn't leave the dog alone for a few hours while we were at a wedding. Nor did he say that that while we chatted and told him we were here for a wedding. For him to post that on my Airbnb profile felt like a cheap shot. I responded to him that in the chat... I responded to him. This is a weird sentence, but I, I think he's just saying I responded to him in the chat and said as much. And while Airbnb couldn't do anything about the review since it didn't violate any of their policies, my girlfriend did point out that hosts aren't supposed to show up to the property unannounced, which is true. Yeah. I had no idea and figured this was his property and he is allowed to show up, at least to check in with the guests. Normally, I wouldn't care, especially since it was a very cordial interaction, but since he took a cheap shot with my review, I decided to do the same. I reached out to Airbnb support to tell them about his unannounced visit and they forwarded it to their security team. I answered a few questions about the interaction and they spoke to him a week or so later they let me know that he was in violation of their policy. And they refunded me two out of three days of the stay, which came out to about $200, all because of a bad review. I did kind of think that because I yeah. was like, they're not supposed to show no. up. So, not at all. So, good for him. I think that's a perfectly appropriate way to handle that. Yeah. To be like, well, if you're going to be weird about this when we thought that we had handled it face-to-face,
0: then, like, the point of the matter is you weren't supposed to be here. Yeah. That's also so creepy to have, like, the, the host just show up because, ew, like that just feels like such a violation of like your privacy because yeah. you're like yes you're living in their home for an extended period of time but yeah also like they probably have keys to the establishment so if they're just showing up to this right. property like i would not be able to sleep at night
1: well my other thing that i thought of was the owner made a comment that they shouldn't have left the dog alone which means he probably came back mm-hmm. and knew that they weren't there yeah so he was like So, he's, like, kind of just lingering and lurking around
0: his property, which I don't love. So, yeah, goodbye. Yeah, no, that creeps I think
1: that's an appropriate way to handle that.
0: Yeah. I 100% would have done the same. Last one. We'll see how this one goes. Okay. I take an entitled woman's cart full of groceries. Oh, (laughs) I'm male 50s at Walmart and hear a girl worker 20s nicely say, excuse me, ladies, I see two entitled women 40s talking in front of the doors that the workers used to restock the store. The entitled woman look at the worker with the disdain of royalty being interrupted by a filthy peasant. Thank you for that. <laughs> I love the imagery. The worker with her empty supply car again tells the entitled bees that she needs to get through. Again, the entitled women blow her off with pursed lips and a dirty look. Now I have a particularly sensitive sensitivity to people mistreating workers and these bees have disrupted my delicate sensibilities. I walk past the entitled woman snagging one of the carts full of groceries and I take off. It takes them a moment for them to notice before they pursue me. I quickly traverse the back aisle and turn the corner towards the front of the store. One of the entitled women tried to pull the cart away from me, but I make it all go the way to the front of the store before letting go. I make a clean getaway and go back to my cart next to the restock doors and the other woman's cart. Now, before you call me the a-hole, I'm fully aware... But these people needed to be taught a lesson. And I'm just the one compelled to step up. I grab the cart and head off to the camping section. I take the cold stuff from the cart. I needed milk and eggs anywhere so bonus. Anyway, so bonus. Later, Later, I felt bad that some Walmart worker would have to restock the cart from the camping section. When I went back, the cart was gone. This happened like a year ago and didn't think much about it. The other day, I was at a restaurant with my extended family. One of the waitresses kept looking at me. I took... I took it took me a while to put it together when she walked past I said didn't you used to work at Walmart she got excited and exclaimed that she thought it was me I had a haircut and lost some weight since then she filled me in on the aftermath the ladies complained to the manager that a guy tried to steal their stuff for no reason. The manager figured there was more to the story. The entitled woman wanted the manager to find me and have me arrested. The worker told her what really happened and has since become the store folklore. I told her I posted the story in, in Am I the Asshole and got voted the asshole. She said, you're not an asshole, you're a legend. My sister told her another similar story from when we were kids, but I'll save that for another day. So, I basically, feel like everyone like, involved is crazy. <laughs> yeah, literally everybody is crazy, but that, like... I I do hate when people, like, mistreat oh, workers. Sure. So that's, like, one of those things for me where I'm, like, how hard would it be for you to just move your stuff out of the way so that somebody can get through and do their job? Like, why, why do you want to make somebody's job harder than it is?
1: Yeah. I Like, I think that – I don't think if I had seen that in, in Am I the Asshole post, like, I wouldn't have said that he was. No. Like, I think it's kind of funny. But also I'm just, like – that was also a crazy reaction. Like, I think yeah. he could have just, like, dragged it forward enough to be, like, move. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Literally. And
1: not literally sprint through the store. <laughs> I know.
0: But I kind of...
1: I'm not gonna lie. I kind of don't believe the part of the story where he, like, saw her at a restaurant. I know. Like, I kind of feel like that's, like, fake.
0: Yeah, that is... um <laughs> But maybe. Who knows? It's yeah, gonna be a small town, I was so. gonna say, like, if it was in Oxford, Ohio, for instance... Yeah, then that's true. And you, you do that at the Walmart in Oxford, and then you're at Sushi Nara, like... <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know yeah that's hilarious well okay that
1: that gave us some good content many a, a story mm. i feel like we had a lot of personal anecdotes
0: to add here which was yeah, fun that's always fun yeah we have an exciting episode for next week so stay tuned yes it'll be fun it's giving trendy and it it's giving is. fun it's, it is giving trend so that'll be fun but yes that's all but she wrote have a good week bye bye thanks for tuning in to it's not easy podcast We post new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure you're following along. And please leave us a rating and share with your friends.
1: Bye! Bye.